Welcome to your bar and staff show. <laughs> well, that's done. Three, two, one. Here we go. So, here is Stephanie Jane Rowden. Rowden? It's Rowden, isn't it? Swan. Laura Swanson. Strongson. If you see me faffing with my hair, it's because I'm not a fan of this. And I really want to wear a hat, but you wouldn't let me. I love the French. <laughs> keep the French. Hashtag keep the French. <laughs> Free the French. Okay. So we are actually going to possibly try and answer some questions. But... Try. <laughs> First of all, Steph, why don't you tell everyone how you got into the fitness industry? I fell into it. <laughs> Actually, right. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> I just fell into a race one day and kept going. <laughs> um, people actually think that I was like born and loved fitness, and I actually hated being asked. Is it you that told me the other day that you used to fake having period pains? Asthma attacks. Asthma attacks. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if it's close enough to us. Maybe louder. Um, <clears throat> it's <a> thick <laughs> asthma attacks because <laughs> I didn't like running and I didn't like oh. um, anything to do with PE. So um, then, then I worked in gyms as a receptionist and in sales, and I was like the worst salesperson ever because I was just like, the deal is going to be best next week. So I've never hit my targets. You're <laughs> <laughs> too honest to yourself, Um And then. Kelly was a PT before me and we I started running with her and we did like a charity run like a 5k and I was like dying because I never did PE at school (laughs) (laughs) and then um hmm I think we went to I think we were like running and doing like bits at the gym but then we went to watch um where did we go we watched a, a comp fitness comp okay and we were like we seen the bikini girls and we were like i want to do that ah. and then like not knowing that you actually have to like really yeah, work hard great how do you yeah. do that <laughs> uh, and then that's how it started really um we started competing um oh my god yeah i forgot you did that that was in like 2013 oh my god no it might have been before that actually so did you did you hire a coach then yeah so we had a few and then we kind of wanted to do it ourselves and like Mm. learn so what better way to learn than to (laughs) coach yourself for the wbff worlds (laughs) that takes so much though doesn't it yeah but i think it's quite good because we learned like what not to do okay so now we know what not to do with clients i think that's quite a good experience to have like firsthand yeah definitely oh my god so do you coach clients no I wouldn't would you want to no I debated that's it (laughs) and that's that no um no because I was actually considering doing a bikini competition for quite a while because I was just in an environment where around it was the norm yeah people Mm -hmm. were always like striving for it which is weird that that's the norm "Hmm." now I definitely have a different view of it and I'm like First of all, I promote body confidence mm-hmm. and not caring what other people think and comparing yourself to others. And if you're up on stage... Getting judged. Yeah, getting judged for your appearance. What does that actually do for your self-esteem? And do, does it actually make you happy being that lean and being up there? 
again just comparing yourself to other people and just having abs for a day yeah (laughs) I think for some people it it probably does like people Mm. who've got I don't think that I had a um, a strong enough mindset for that sort of situation Mm. I found it really difficult like I already had issues so that just fed into it more and more like someone was like oh your legs aren't lean enough so I was like Okay, I've got to do about 800 calories next time then and do you know what I mean it's just calories. no I didn't ever do 800 but I was what extreme. was the lowest you went to I think a thousand which is not much more than 800 oh my God. <laughs> and there was yeah. one point where I was I was working in Belgium mm-hmm. and commuting weekly and I was uh, was that for the worlds I think that might have been for the worlds actually oh I don't even remember everything's just like <laughs> That face. A, a carb <laughs> depleted blur. Oh, um, yeah, so I was, um, I think th- every Thursday I would fly from, like, I'd have to get from Surrey to Gatwick or whatever, I don't even remember, fly to Belgium, get a train after that to my house, um, and then a bus, and I'd get home at midnight in Belgium. Then I'd have to get up at quarter to five oh but then I'd have to meal prep when I got there for the week so then I'd get up at quarter to five so wait you lived in Belgium uh, for about nine months so I was like commuting every week yeah I recommend it while you're competing um and then yeah I would get home like I don't know I don't know if it was half 12 one in the morning meal prep Obviously, everything was the exact same for the whole week. Yeah. Then I'd shower, get in bed, get up at quarter to five, go outside, do either an hour's walk or a run. Then I'd go to work, and I'm not even kidding, I would literally be at the thing, like, so tired because it was only on really, like, low calories. Yeah. And I was exhausted. And then um, I would go to the gym after work, straight after work, walk across the road, do an hour of weight, and then about another hour of cardio. Like, this is not what you need to do now, is it? Like, now I know I don't need to be that extreme. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, I was so moody. And everyone was having, like, so in Belgium, the when it's your birthday, you bring the treats. And it wasn't just, like, it was for the whole building. So there was, like, a, just a massive kitchen and some, like, the area where you eat. Cafeteria? what do you call it (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing was just full of like um because like biscoff is from there so everything was yeah yeah so I used to like try and not eat it then which was like 2013 so that was like biscoff pancakes biscoff waffles biscoff biscoff everything and then just like cake and loads of other stuff and I was like so um felt really like isolated because then I wouldn't go downstairs and have lunch with everyone because I was worried about eating the food and so then I didn't really get to know anyone that I worked with so I would just sit in the office all the time and so yeah it had like a knock-on effect I think (laughs) so competing and like for me I don't has got you into doing what you do now yes which is a weird way to start it's like such an extreme I feel like you see bikini competitors mm. and bodybuilders and think, yeah, I want to look like that. And then you're like, I've ever had. wow, this is hard. Yeah. And then you start doing it, learn obviously a lot along the way. 
and then you want to kind of take your own bit from that and do something fitness related (laughs) sorry I didn't didn't even move that much (laughs) um it's funny because I don't think people realize how like I know a lot of competitors have I won't talk about this too much but (laughs) just thinking about like how not glamorous it is and people think oh my god you go on stage and you're like yeah you look amazing but then you're like in the toilet weeing through a cup with a hole in the bottom so it doesn't go on your thighs and a tan always wondered how they never have drips like anywhere from weeing paper cut cut the bottom out we threw it and then nothing drips wow there's a tip for everyone to take tags <laughs> clearly I, don't know. I left that it's behind winter. With yeah, it's winter. <laughs> so yeah you learn things like like that yeah and do you coach key compressors now like, what's your view yeah on it now? I mm. do I think I'm quite picky with it though because if someone comes to me and maybe was in that same mindset they haven't sorted through them issues maybe like have an unhealthy relationship with food or mm-hmm. a few like different body perceptions of what other people might think yeah they look like like for instance if someone thinks that they're a lot bigger than they okay. really are yeah I would politely and very yeah. kindly say I, I don't yeah. think that maybe mm. that's yeah a goal for right now maybe we should work on the other stuff first but then it's really difficult because what do you let them just go to a coach that's gonna not care and fuck them up basically it. yeah it's a really tough call isn't it yeah it is really tough um but I yeah I'm, I'm picky with them because of that but I think since like doing more nutrition I'm I like the the more like problem solving of of the other Mm, clients as well so I'm trying to get like more of those as well yeah because you deal with people now that have like specific yeah issues (laughs) like like you said I always say issues and I think god does it sound like I'm saying they've got like I know a disease or something but like you deal with people that need let's say specific support with yeah a certain illness or yeah yeah Yeah. um I still I don't really like to say that I've got a niche okay I don't like to pick one because I think that um think of like imagine if I was like my niche is uh working with people with IBS how many people have IBS now a lot of people like a lot of people in the UK so it's not really a niche and it's like something that people a lot of people deal with Mm. every and like every day so I feel bad like calling them a niche I don't know okay I get you so I just work with Mm. people that I can help (laughs) basically (laughs) but I do quite like the the challenge of working with like let's say um a woman who has a polycystic ovary syndrome and they think that they can't lose fat um or they've got symptoms that they struggle with and they think they've tried everything and Mm -hmm. I'm like no you haven't (laughs) I've got some stuff for you (laughs) yeah but that's really nice instead of just focusing on fat loss clients which is nothing wrong with that yeah um and say for instance with someone with polycystic ovary 
syndrome. That'll be my uh, <laughs> goose show <laughs> delivery. <laughs> I actually don't say goose show. Because I'm northern, aren't I? So you mentioned a client with polycystic ovary, ovary syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. What do they tend to have tried before kind of coming to you and wanting help? Probably zero carbs, okay. which isn't always necessary. Um, and then I just think the stuff that most fat loss clients have tried. Okay. But with PCOS, it just might be a little bit more difficult. But the same principles apply. Mm-hmm. It's fat loss. It might just need to go a bit lower calories and there are some supplements that um are backed by evidence that can help um but yeah it just really depends I don't know a a lot of them don't even know that they're diagnosed so Mm -hmm. it could be that they come to me um they're finding um things hard you know they're they're stalling not progressing and then I might say you've got this because you know there's different symptoms um like um excessive hair or um acne so if they've got like those symptoms and fat loss is stalling then yeah. I might say maybe just go to the doctors and you know see about this but it can be hard to be diagnosed yeah like more things yeah and they're right the but I think that's um that's actually a good point because I imagine you get a lot of clients as well that uh have said they've tried everything before they come to see you I don't know if I get I don't get too many people that have tried that much to be honest I Mm. think I get a lot of people that just need the accountability and need to be pushed that little bit Mm -hmm. and they I don't know with obviously lifting weights a lot of people would have tried a lot of cardio and tried to mm. keep up with that and not eat much. Yeah. And then come to me and I'm like, let's get your food up and let's get you lifting. But then they're like, and then they seem scared. Like, yeah. A little oh bit. God, yeah. Everyone's so scared to eat more because mm. we're all just so conditioned to not eat anything. And to be teeny tiny yeah. ladies. And actually, more women I've spoken to recently, they have got in contact with me because they've done their fat loss. Oh, so you get more yeah. strength clients and yeah. muscle building. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, so they've kind of done the fat loss bit. They're at a weight that they're happy with. They don't really want to lose any more weight. So they can come but to me for that. Yeah. And then I'll be like, a little system. go along there. Yeah. <laughs> Spread your wings. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't form. get too many people that hmm. have tried every single thing, but they just need that guidance. My next question. Mm. Um, when you first onboard a client, how do you assess what methods you're going to use? I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, that's when you have to, don't you? Yes, but I try not to I try not to do it all in one go because who okay. wants to sign up and then have like a million questions asked? You just well, I guess that I mean like that to me, that would indicate that they want to get the information and they yeah. want to get it right. But people generally just want to like start straight away because they're excited they don't want to yeah. do all this boring stuff like sign the terms and conditions and then have yeah. to do all that so I'll ask I it depends because if I'm on if it's just an online client mm-hmm. 
I will get them to fill out a consultation form which asks the most important stuff that I need to know so let's say for instance um Sarah she uh, I will ask what she does as a job um and questions around that does she drive to work does she walk to work um mm-hmm. uh, what else where does she go for lunch what does she do at lunchtime um what does she drink I asked for a food diary I know this seems like a lot but this is like yeah, condensed you have to unpick a lot don't you yeah. to find what the issue is yeah or how what's going to be best mm. a, a good method for them yeah um so I'll ask a few questions <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah and then we can get them started yeah and then I'll probably delve more into it as we go along so it's not just like overwhelming in the beginning mm. uh if it's a one-to-one nutrition only client then I'll just literally let them then everything brain okay. dump on me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I like to ask a lot of stuff because then it helps me like Sarah who um drives to work and then sits at an office all day and then has um let's say she has coca-cola full fat which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with that it tastes better um do you think i can't don't drink coca-cola i'm a fan of person no. now <laughs> i'm slightly addicted to fan of zero <laughs> a great one no i was just trying it that day oh, okay um i know everyone thinks this is basic but i am that bitch <laughs> i like a, an orange one <laughs> yeah oh my god why what are you I don't know if this is basic or not, but I'm a cherry Pepsi Max. I don't know if that's more basic than a normal one. It's not basic anymore. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry, um, you said she's got. <laughs> yeah, let's say she. Uh, this is probably going into another question, but she drives to work. She sits at an office all day. She drinks tea all day at work. Because mm-hmm. you know when you're like at work at an office and you're like, just make a tea to get out, yeah. get away. Yeah, little break. She mm. uses um sugar in her tea. She has Coca Cola, and goes to the shop for like her lunch, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, if I know all that, then I instead of like just going right, here's your calories. This is what you need to track. Um, then I could just say right. So can you walk to work to get your steps up? Mm-hmm. A bit more activity during the day as you sit down all day can you um if you can't is like is there enough room in the car park to park at the end and then you've got a few more steps into work um when you go every time you make a cup of tea make it a habit that you have to do 10 squats while you're waiting for the kettle to boil um maybe cut down on either cut down on sugar the sugar that you're using if you use two use one or are you okay with um going straight from two sugars to sweetener Mm -hmm. there's a few calories less um and then if she's buying her like a meal deal at Sainsbury's for instance I'll ask where do you shop get a few ideas for an options and then put it into a document so she can just go oh I'll just get that just make it easier for people yeah so that's why I ask a lot of questions yeah people probably think why is she asking me where I shop (laughs) I literally go on like Sainsbury's and Aldi and like what sandwiches do they have? <laughs> That's so easy then for the client just to be like exactly. they don't have to think about it then, do mm-hmm. they? 
they can just make that change and swap it in and it's going to make that huge amount of difference and it's such small changes yeah. as well and I think that people think it has to be like so extreme yeah. or gimmicky but I do think there are certain clients that need that and that's okay. that works for them mm. because if there isn't enough of like a behavior change it's yeah. almost not enough to like stick to it mm. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. And so would you um I've got a question for you after that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> They're all racking up in my brain. I'm oh god. <laughs> I was just gonna ask about your um how do you find find out about your clients? What's your onboarding process like? Mm. So I tend to have a call with them. Again, mm. a bit like you ask. I have a uh, phone call anxiety, so <laughs> I tend not to do that. It's face to face or online. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a voice note, you know, if you're lucky. Voice note. <laughs> um, yeah, I tend to call them just because I find that the easiest way for me to get to know a person, them to get to know me, and see yeah. if we know who you talk together. Yeah. Yeah, know who you're talking to and exactly have a conversation. Um, and I tend to just give them a questionnaire when they first mm -hmm. come again with various questions similar to yours mm -hmm. like what their usual eating habits are like what exercises they've done before yeah. what do they like what do they not like mm -hmm. there's no point me putting in shit that they're not going to do because they hate it yeah some things I think that they they can't just be like oh yeah right I don't like squats I don't <laughs> like the gym I don't like I don't like sweating <laughs> <laughs> I don't like water food <laughs> don't give but me then, any of that but then I find a lot of the stuff they put down that they don't like is stuff that they find they're not good at yeah and mm -hmm. so I will purposely yeah help program stuff to help them get better at that so mm -hmm. then it's not something that they don't like anymore yeah I love that yeah so slightly different because I guess you go more into like the nutritionist side of stuff whereas I'm more the programming workout mm -hmm. side of stuff although they go hand in hand obviously I'm not qualified to be giving out the level of support you do nutrition wise but you still give the same level of support yeah but I just... know what you're saying you've got that background and you're certified nutritionist so you have gone into depth to find ways to help people even more with their nutrition. Yeah, but saying that, I only graduated in May, so I'm still feel like I'm. I think in the beginning I did have like in the beginning as in like May <laughs> that beginning, <laughs> not that long ago. I definitely <laughs> had like imposter syndrome. Yeah, I think it's like anyone that um, when I did when I was a chef and didn't mention I was a chef before didn't um <laughs> yeah, also a chef. I literally love food uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um when I passed and graduated um I was like what I'm allowed to go out into the world and yeah. now like be a chef and it's mm. the same thing with anything isn't it really the same when yeah. you do PT That's exam honestly yeah like whoa how am I allowed to <laughs> go outside yeah. with adults and how tell them tell what, to do? what to do yeah stuff? like how am I allowed to do that? Yeah. And it's crazy because you have passed your exam. Yeah, you put the work in. So you know it's in there. I had oh, like yes. a meeting yesterday with a chiropractor's uh, clinic and yeah. I may be um, their nutritionist. May or you are? 
we're working out a few things between us okay cool uh, but Big works in progress yeah. <laughs> that's exciting um yeah so that's might be something that's happening so I'll get wow. my own little like fancy room and I get to be like um Sarah do you want to come in thanks <laughs> Why is it always Sarah? <laughs> Poor Sarah. She's going around. Uh, yeah. That's exciting. So they have their own office and like have, so will they have chiropractor clients that they'll then forward to you and you have your consultation to see if you want to take them on board? Um, I think it'll probably work like that with, mm. um, they, I think they just want to be able to cover all facets of health. So like if, if I get a nutrition client, um, I don't know, maybe they're having like, let's say they have IBS and I'm helping them with that. They might have backache because of all everything that's going on in there. Yeah. Um, stomach, not stomach, intestines and everything. <laughs> Colon and all that. <laughs> um, they yeah, might have a word in there. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Anatomy. <laughs> um they might um be experiencing back pain mm. because of the stress because of the anxiety so then I'll refer them to the chiropractor or sports okay. um, masseuse yeah. and I guess they'll do it oh cool so it's like the other way around yeah it was a, it's a really cute um team yeah so Aww. yeah we'll see well, so I'm doing thanks, thanks. that's so exciting <laughs> oh cheers not my second drink I've always been a lover of animals. I you know, used to look after these two little sausage dogs that were just a dream. Mm-hmm. And then I think becoming a dog trainer as well, it just made me look at things differently. Does everyone know that about so, you? I don't know. If you didn't know, guys, I used to be a dog trainer about <laughs> two months ago. Mm. Do you know what I find interesting? This I am not comparing people to dogs or dogs to people. But there are certain elements that are similar to dog training. My psychology degree. Yeah what <laughs> god we've got so many qualifications <laughs> we are just wait so you've academic. got a psychology degree yeah what i didn't know that about you so that's where my drive to be a dog trainer come came from oh because then it's like well because yeah i did a section in my degree on applied behavior analysis and it was like looking at how people learn and then there were studies on like pavlov's dogs and rats and all that kind of stuff and then i did my final study on the behavior of dogs in kennels and how like their separation behaviors i didn't think that that would be a thing in psychology i didn't realize well what the lecturer that kind of came in and was like this is what i would like to do studies on i went to him and i was like oh no wait he came in and wanted Rewind. to study on seagulls and their behavior and I was like mm, instead of seagulls do you think we could just do dogs because wouldn't that be harder to like what do you have to go and catch a seagull I don't know just get some chips and just, put... yeah, just sit there and they'll come <laughs> um, Brighton Beach get a nice cream but anyway um yeah I just proposed that we did dog behavior instead and he was up for it and then I did study on dogs and then just did loads of volunteering and um helping out like positive reinforcement so this is what I was going to get on to it's very similar with so if someone comes to me and they have they have their own belief that 
um I don't know thinking of something that isn't like intimate and fascinating it's like a special magical tool for what? fat loss you or think that they believe that's the only way to do it yeah so if that's what they believe well, let's say like no carbs then yeah or anything mm. like or removing all sugar yeah um when they first come to me I'm not gonna straight away go actually you're wrong <laughs> yeah or like even try and challenge them at all because straight away they're going to be like oh the defense, yeah yeah exactly and then they're not going to trust me so they're probably not going to listen to anything else that I say yeah so what I do is I just go okay put that in the back I remember that <laughs> in my back pocket <laughs> yeah it's in the memory bank um and then I'll kind of focus on positive things that we can add it add them in mm-hmm. and then they kind of come to their own conclusion and have that little like light bulb moment where they're like oh that was restriction before and mm. oh whatever so it's like positive reinforcement yeah. like you do with dogs yeah again yeah it's like when people bring up kids if you reinforce the behaviors you want from your kids mm-hmm. like you do with your dogs most of the time they choose them to do those behaviors instead of the ones you don't want yeah so yeah and I think having the psychology background working with dogs and now being a PT has just taught me yeah it all just works everything's together. not the same, yeah. And you can't apply one principle to one person. No. You've literally got to, like, we do unpick everything before we yeah, go in with the solution. Yeah, exactly. And not one solution might not work because we have to try another one. Mm-hmm. And it's never like... It's not, it is not just, I'm going to give you these calories and then off you go and then yeah. everything will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Calories are not going to work for Sarah who works at that job and, you know... She so. needs she needs the little oh, hello. <laughs> Someone's like, shut up. <laughs> You're done now. It's probably my 80-year-old neighbor who's gone to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually gonna sort of just touch on that. Um, like mm-hmm. the different methods. I think people do think yeah. um they come to you and then you don't give them calories and they're like, but and you're gonna give me calories, and you're like this is something yeah I wanted to pick your brains about because when I started as a PT my go-to is always track 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 you need to know what you're eating you need to know what's going on mm-hmm. but now since I've taken a step back from tracking I'm like oh, you have recently haven't you yeah I'm like what the hell do I do now I don't mm. have stuff to aim for I don't know what I'm doing Should we have a session <laughs> let's have a session but you're maintaining yeah and that's what I'm trying to do like I will weigh in every week just to make sure that I'm still staying at a level but I guess for you you already have like the knowledge and then track and give you that awareness so now you know yeah. what like your brain becomes like my fitness pal and you know what to kind of have yeah definitely. so it can work like that um yeah. I do think that some people benefit from tracking because yeah they get that definitely. awareness of, of foods that they didn't mm, even idea. yeah um but like I was saying earlier with Sarah, let's use her again. She seems Sarah. to be the <laughs> topic of conversation. Um, yeah, it's just like trying to find the um, the easy things that they can yeah. apply, like the swaps mm-hmm. or um, adding a bit more activity in, but doing it. Um, there's a thing called habit stacking. Mm-hmm. You probably know about it because, you know, you're a psychology um ish 
go for it anyway wait a psychologist why couldn't I get that out of my mouth no, I'm not because I I asked this question the other day I was like because I've got a psychology degree does that mean I'm a psychologist and no it doesn't because you have to do further studying to become a psychologist so I'm not a psychologist I've just got a bachelor's of science in I mean that's psychology. pretty damn good <laughs> so but not quite psychologist level unfortunately apparently um <laughs> oh well why did I even anyway, mention that habit stacking yeah so um like the the 10 squats while she because she drinks a lot of tea so mm-hmm. pop the kettle on instead of just like going to sit back down or standing there waiting yeah add 20 squats or whatever to that um habit that you've already got because then it's easier to yeah. to do and easier to keep mm-hmm. up um but like there's so many methods that you can do for um I feel like we're just talking about fat loss but I mean this does apply yeah to fat loss um instead of just um like getting everyone to track it's not gonna fit everyone like mm. Sarah finds it really overwhelming yeah um will sometimes not have the patience to put no and then that will probably make them feel shit because they're like I can't do this I've tried tracking nothing works tried everything Mm -hmm. that whole cycle again um and yeah I do think like sometimes I'll get clients and I'll give them their feedback and I'll be like so what I want to do um just this week I want you to try and swap this swap that do this and they'll go well is that it are you not going (laughs) to give me exact macros and yeah. make me like run 10k every day and I'm like do you want to do that yeah. <laughs> I could give you that if you want to but it's like the long-term um uh like behavior changes yeah that you have to like keep in mind as well yeah mm. um but like there's there's so many um different methods like like intermittent fasting and I joked about it earlier but it, it is a method but it's mm. not a method because it's intermittent fasting is because you cut calories yeah. down yeah and that time window of a year you eat less you are yeah um so there's intermittent fasting like you said cutting out sugar or cutting out carbs or cutting out fats there's nothing wrong with carbs and there's nothing wrong with fats you've just cut out a whole food group so you're going to probably eat less and yeah. when you cut out a certain food group you're probably going to start eating more of the other one and it tends to be protein and fiber vegetables mm-hmm. so then you get full quicker yeah and then you eat uh, less calories so there's different methods for different people and you don't have to always track to low calories. So I ran over. <laughs> yeah. And so that might be something that you might want to like figure out what works best for you. Because if someone yeah. doesn't tend to eat a lot of carbs, they'll do well on lower carbs as their way of cutting calories. If mm. someone loves carbs, don't lower their carbs. Yeah, I couldn't hope. Yeah, so you could even like, no, you you can do flexible tracking, but then you could just do something like just track protein. Mm. And that is helpful, again, because if you're having high protein, then like I said, you're going to be more satiated. I'm definitely, like, I definitely kind of know what to eat. And I think that's what's helping me maintain. Um, Because I'm aware of having enough protein in every meal and like, if mm-hmm. I feel like I've had loads of carbs, I won't worry that I'm overeating. I yeah. will just again try and match protein so that mm-hmm. I'm not losing. So like focusing on the 
the mm. positives and adding those things yeah. in instead of going I'm gonna cut down on this because mm. I think sometimes as well like I said if you focus on getting in more protein and add more veg then you do end up having less of other foods anyway but yeah again there's there's nothing wrong with all food types all foods are good foods they are everything in moderation and this goes on to us drinking while we're doing this us with the bevs but low actually Mm, we just got the shot (laughs) excuse me (laughs) well that brings us to the end of episode one thanks so much for listening to our very first podcast Tune in next time to hear about more on alcohol and shitting yourself. Email us at theonlystrongsisters at gmail.com.